Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast, where we create conversation and community among real people about everyday issues. This is a place for you to hear truth, connect with others, and find answers to your questions. Here's your host, Alan Reed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Real Talk. We are in week two of our Serve series, and our key verse for this series is Acts 20, verse 35, where Paul is actually quoting Jesus, uh, where it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that's exactly what we're trying to highlight uh, during this series is about giving and uh, giving away of ourselves and our time and our talents and our treasure uh, to invest in other people for the kingdom of God. And so before we introduce our guest today, I'd like to remind you all to like, subscribe, share, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and your favorite podcasting platform. When you do that, uh, you're helping us to expand our influence of uh, ministry into the lives of others that are not uh, viewing and watching us right now. And uh, we appreciate you partnering with us in that way. Today, we have with us uh, Ruth Hudgens on the show. Ruth oversees our community meal ministry on our Olive Street campus and our annual Thanksgiving meal outreach. Ruth, welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. Um, before we get to talking about the ministries that you're involved with, uh, with here uh, at the church, I'd really love for our audience to get to know you a little bit. So just share with us briefly uh, a little bit of your background, your family, uh, what you're involved in, what you're passionate about. Okay. I'm married to James for 22 years. Let's get that right. I have three boys. Um, they are almost 18, 16, and 12. We grew up and went to school in Georgia and moved out to Arkansas about 18 years ago on a two-year-ish job assignment that turned into 18 so far. Wow. Um, We've been members of First Baptist Rogers for all that time. Very good. Yeah, I forgot. You guys are Bulldog friends. We are Bulldog fans. It's it's a good good year year. for us. It's It's a a good good year. year. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's good. So three boys. Three boys. So in a minute, we're going to be talking about uh, the things that you're involved in overseeing. Uh, different ministries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I know we just had two kids and, uh, and our hands were full with doing that. And so uh, I know that just being a mom and being a parent of three boys, uh, I'm sure there's sporting events and other things that are going on throughout the week. So, um, and then you guys lead, lead a life group. Is that right? Yes. James teaches. Yeah. So, uh, so how do you guys do the things that you do, uh, in a busy time? I know a lot of people are kind of juggling what's most important and, uh, things like that. So, uh, you're overseeing two important ministries at our church and you're probably involved in other areas, uh, outside of our church. So how do you balance everything? How do you do it? I don't have an answer for that, Alan. <laughs> we just do it. Um, yeah. We are in a lot of sports, a lot of loudness at my house, a lot of food involved and a lot of things we do, um, a lot of friends and activities going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we came out here, all of our families in Georgia. So one of the first things that we did after we got involved in First Baptist Rogers was we joined a life group. And at that time, John Cobble was our life group teacher Mm -hmm. and we dove in. So that group became our family here. We don't have aunts and uncles and grandparents to drop the kids off with when they're little to get a break or to come to sporting events. But this life group that we're involved with has been um, our family from the time we moved out here. And I just we really believe in the life group set up here at Rogers and our kids have found home and families in that. And so our support system is a lot from our church out here. I mean, we have. Um, adopted aunts and grandparents that come and see those kids at their sporting events. And so I think we get by with a little help from our um, community here and we're just thankful for that. 
That's so good. That's awesome. You know, the verse um, that we we talked about at the beginning here, it is better uh, to give than receive. When our kids are younger and we're teaching them life's principles and everything, I think sometimes uh, we can either hear ourselves or hear our parents saying it's mm-hmm. better. It's it's a better quality to give than receive. But I think it's even deeper than that. It's actually better for us as people when we have a heart uh, to give and a heart of outreach. It's better for us emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically, and all those different things. You know, Jesus is trying to give us a greater principle than just you're doing a good job in life if you give. And so, um, with the with the different things you've been involved with, what do you, what do you get out of overseeing like a community meals? What do you get out of? overseeing the Thanksgiving meals every year? Is there a benefit to you emotionally? I'm sure it's hard work. You know, a lot of it is, but is there a joy, a satisfaction that comes out of that? Absolutely. Um, I'll give an example. I may be jumping ahead for some of your other questions, um, but for the Thanksgiving meal, we've done that for as long as our kids have been alive. And we saw early on the questions that they asked, Mm -hmm. um, the things that they observed, delivering meals on Thanksgiving. It helped us, this ministry of our church helped us teach our kids these principles you're talking about because they know no different in the past 18 years than getting Mm -hmm. up on Thanksgiving morning, going to church. It's like a homecoming. You've been there. You see everybody greeting each other and being so excited to visit while they're there. Mm -hmm. And then we load up and deliver the meals come home and have our own um, celebration. And that's that's what they know. So early on, our kids were probably, the oldest two were three and five-ish, and we were delivering. And the oldest was learning to read, and so we handed him the little slip they give us, and he looks and he says how many meals and helps guide or whatever. And then when they were that young, they didn't go to the door. They would sit in the car with me. James would go to the door, and he said, Mom, there's 10 here. Okay. He goes, but it's a small house. Yep. And he goes, well, why are, why, what's that over the door or the window? It's cartoons. And there was a sheet, you know, why do they have a sheet there? And then we talked about those kids probably there. And he goes, well, where are their toys? So these things that we live in our wonderful little bubble here in Northwest Arkansas, this church and this ministry helped our, us teach our kids yeah. about giving, yeah. about really noticing those in the community around and them. actually experiencing it. They're not yes. just yes. learning. Right? And as they got older, they were they went to the door with that and mm-hmm. they delivered. And, and so these experiences that this church, opportunities this church has given them, has helped us as parents teach them about giving, about the joys of giving, about you make it a tradition and it's just part of what you do. It's not a chore when it's just part of part of your family life. And and sometimes it comes out to be a little bit like marriage can be or relationships. There are things that you ought to do and maybe your motivation for doing it at first, there's not the emotion there. That's absolutely right. And then once you dive (laughs) into it, you're just reminded, oh, this is why I chose to do this the first time. This is why. And uh, and so you get that benefit out of it. Um, So that's awesome. Great, great thing there to benefit for your kids and for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, talk with me a little bit um, about the ministry itself. Let's start with the um, the community meals. Okay. How often do you do it? What day? What does it practically look like for you and anyone that volunteers to help out? 
Okay. Those are on Fridays. Um, we serve lunch from 11 to 1230 at Olive Street. Mm-hmm. That day starts about nine o'clock with volunteers showing up and prepping whatever we're cooking mm-hmm. that day. And we have different opportunities for people to serve. So if you just love to cook and you want to show up earlier, then you can work from 9 to 11 and just prep the meal. If you really want the interaction with people, you want to serve and see the people coming through, you can um, work on the line from 11 to 1230. If you want a little deeper connection and you want to be able to sit down and talk to people, which we really need, that's our biggest need right now, is... um, during that lunchtime, you work out in the dining room, and you might take them refills of tea or water, but you can sit down at the table and interact and, and get to know people. Yeah. We found that that repeated um, person that they've seen before is the best way to make a connection and actually get some interaction and um, feedback and just learning about their lives. It's a little harder when it's one time and they only right. have seen that person one time if you yeah. build that trust we've seen open up um after that and so that's every friday every friday okay mm-hmm. that's great yeah and do you see a lot of the same people coming back um each week or is it different people every week i would say yeah yes we definitely see re- repeat people i'd say about 75 percent. that's a guess are regulars in that we probably see them twice a month okay but yeah. every week they're new people that we've never seen before. And I imagine um, during the school year, you're not, you're seeing less kids and less of it's young kids. It's mostly uh, an individual coming that knows other people. Right. Is there somewhat of a community within the people that come and eat? Like yes. do they congregate according to who they know? And- they do. They do. And there are other um, organizations within the community that serve different days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, when our meal started that was before my time but when it started we started on friday because there was not at that time another church or organization serving a lunch on friday so to get a free meal that was a day where there was a need but say samaritan community center also serves tuesday wednesday thursday so some of these people will see each other on a you know tuesday lunch at samaritan and then maybe a friday at our place so some of them are homeless or some of them just the they just don't have a lot a lot of resources, right. and so they may have a place to live, but not uh, enough for food. Right, and that's an interesting phenomenon that I've learned since I started. And many people, the first time they've come and work, commented on. They would say, I thought I would see more homeless people. Well, now that I've been doing this a while, I can say, you do. Yeah. You, they just might not look exactly like you expect them to look. Right. Some do, yeah. but some are homeless, and that means they don't have a permanent place of their own to live. But they live on friends' couches, whoever has an open room or a couch. Or they've lost a job. They've lost housing temporarily. They're living in a shelter of some sort. So it looks different than a lot of people think it might look. But we have some older ladies, some older widows that come. They're so, so sweet. And their main need, yes, they're on a fixed income, but their main need is community, is just interaction, because that's what they don't have a lot of at home. So this gives them an opportunity to get out, to interact, to have some positive um, feedback, positive conversations in their day. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved in this and Do you recall what your motivation was? Like, did you just hear about, hey, we have a need, we need someone to oversee this, and you thought, oh, I got the time, or was there there something else that drew you to this ministry? I volunteered in the ministry for several years before there was a need um, to coordinate. The previous coordinator moved out of state. So I had already been working in the ministry, and I think that um, 
my kids got to school and I was looking, I didn't want to go back to work necessarily full time at that point. What can I invest in at that point? And my parents um, were great examples and raised us. We worked in our community food bank in our community um, clothes closet when we were growing up. And that was just something that I was raised was a part of what you do if you can. We serve where we have an opportunity. And so I was able to find a place to plug in and to continue that here. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Um, now tell me a little bit more about um, the Thanksgiving meal that you do. Was that something that uh, that we've always done and you oversaw that as well? Or was that something that was added later regarding uh, that ministry and yeah. That again predates me. And we served mm-hmm. for years and years um, before. I've only been coordinating for the past two years. Okay. Um, after Paul Olinger stepped back from that. And he, it's funny because he had asked several years ago if I would consider this. And at that time, our kids were a little younger. Again, we didn't have family here. So getting the, to church at 4.30 in the morning with kids at home on yeah. a holiday was a little daunting to me. I said, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not ready for that. So I thought it was done. Um, but he ended up staying for a while longer. And when he asked, looking again, my kids are driving now. Um, God just kind of fixed that, I think, and told me, Hey, you don't have that excuse anymore. (laughs) They can get up and drive themselves and meet you here when it's a decent hour to come and deliver. So, um, God paved that way, but yes, we had done it for years and I really believe in it. As I've told you earlier, the benefits I've seen just in my family from giving and learning. Um, so when that, came available, God said, yep, that's yeah, what And that's do. a huge deal. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the numbers, but like how many families do we typically serve uh, at the Thanksgiving meal? Uh, you may not know exactly, but like what are we what are we talking about when we do meals for people? We serve between 2,200 and 2,400 individual meals every wow. year. And that includes um, the meal itself. Mm-hmm. I think I saw something online about pies. So pies, yes. That is a tradition of this church that people join the pie group brigade every year and we have hundreds of pies either made or bought and delivered uh, on Wednesday we have Miss Molly Dyer's class who for years has faithfully showed up on Wednesday and sliced those pies and individually packaged them Mm -hmm. those ladies are amazing Um, we have several hundred um, church members show up every Thanksgiving around nine to start delivering and most of those people make two to three, some more, some less, but about two to three deliveries on average. They'll Mm -hmm. deliver a set and they'll come back and get another address, pack up more meals and go out again. So we have hundreds of our church family who have made this a tradition every year. Okay. And so like if a family wanted, they're hearing about this and they want to be involved and they're kind of weighing out, uh, how can we make this happen? This would be a neat new tradition. We can go serve or or carry, deliver a meal to a family. So if they came on a, once they sign up, what does it look like when they arrive? Like what time would they be arriving typically on a Thanksgiving morning? Uh, And then what's the process? Okay. We start delivering around 930 or whenever Mm -hmm. we get enough meals backed up that we can we can start and not have people wait we try not to have people giving their thanksgiving and standing in line too long waiting on meals so about 9 30 and we're done delivering uh, between 11 and 11 30 mm-hmm. we're usually cleaned up kitchen and everybody's home going home around noon wow. because we understand that you have your own thanksgiving traditions and you want to spend time with your family so mm-hmm. This is, again, not me, but I inherited this huge, um, it's just a well-oiled machine. So people show up about 5 o'clock in the morning and start cooking. 
Uh, we have our servers start packing boxes around 8 to 8.30, and delivery people come around 9.30. They'll come in at Olive Street down in the gym area. They will get an address, and they'll pick up a box. They'll get information about the church and put in the box. Then they'll get the number of meals uh, for the family that they're going to visit and pack those. A can of cranberry sauce, a pie, and they'll go out the end doors of the Family Life Center and around to their car, and they're done. So hopefully they're on campus. Um, we might have some backups, but hopefully they're on campus only about 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Uh, is there a, so it sounds like the volunteering can be uh, coming, picking up the meals and delivering them. Right. Uh, you can come that morning and help cook and help put the food together, box it up and package it up and everything. Right. Are there any other type of volunteering opportunities? The pie brigade. Okay. The pie, yep. okay. <laughs> uh, picking, making or purchasing pies. And those are delivered Wednesday before Thanksgiving to the Olive Street dining room area uh, between eight and noon. Do you need to sign up for that or just show up with the pies? There'll be a sign up on the church website, but we will never turn away a pie. Okay, that's right. Yeah, if you have too many pies, then that's a good thing. You know, you well, could either just, t- the volunteers can take some home or deliver to well, a neighbor. The, fam- the Friday meal people love that because if we have yeah. too many pies, we just freeze them and then we serve pie the yeah, next Friday right. at the Friday meal. So that's awesome. it's that's a treat good. for them too. Yep. So um, you can go to our website. We'll have that at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we'll also have uh, the phone number down there as well. So just feel free to call the church. If you got any questions, we'll put you in contact with the right people to do that. And we just want to encourage everybody, you know, this is such, this is a busy time of the year and we can make it very busy and we can make it very much about us, you know, and uh, and not really uh, emphasizing what we're really thankful for, and and helping those in need, or even at Christmas time, you know, which will be coming next month. We highlighted a ministry for that last week, but uh, make it an opportunity. You know, we want to become more like Christ, and the greatest example Christ was to us is that. He even said it, you know, I didn't come here uh, to be served. I came here to serve and ultimately gave his life uh, for us. And so we just want to encourage those of you that are listening. I know that many of you are motivated to continue to grow and mature in your faith. There may be others of you that uh, haven't grown up in church and you're exploring that. You know, the, the greatest desire that we want to be as Christians is to be like Christ. And obviously giving our life to Christ is uh, that first step and surrendering our life to him. Uh, but then it's also just living a life that he modeled and, and he served, he healed, he gave, and he pointed people uh, to God. And we want to do the same thing. If you want to be involved in any way, please give us a, um, a call or send us an email. And we'd love to get you connected with this ministry and, and many others that we have here at the church. Ruth, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, no, not it's not a big deal for you to come in here and do this, but it, it, the impact is great. And thank you for being an example to us for leading these ministries. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll have some new volunteers. It's great having uh, some of the old faces coming in, but uh, we would love to see some new faces experiencing this for the first time. So those of you that are listening, we hope that you'll do that. Uh, We also just want to encourage you to share this podcast if you enjoy the content. And uh, we'd love to expand our influence, not just as a podcast, but as a ministry. Love to get more people involved in, in loving our city for Christ and seeing more people come to know him. So thank you guys for joining us today. 